Just uh, today is uh, April the 10th, uh, 2022, amen, and today is Sunday, and uh, it's about 9.01 in the morning, and uh, we'll just wait a few minutes and let some people come online before we get started. Uh, I'm, I'm a little excited today because uh, I've got a new tool in my arsenal, you know, I'm always trying to make the product better, amen, and, and make the broadcast sound better and look better. And uh, uh, the Lord blessed me with the Yamaha mixer here, so I'm able to port all the sounds uh, through it and manage things a lot better, as well as dial in the sound the way the way uh, you know to make it sound better. So I'm really grateful for that, Amen. And uh, um, so, like I said, today is uh, April the 10th, Amen. And um, 
Praise God. And um, I'm always, like I said, seeking to improve the product. Um, I'm, I'm not out here to try to make money or anything, and I, I don't ever ask for anything, glory to God. I just believe that, you know, God puts it on someone's heart to bless, amen, and that's what they'll do is bless, amen. Because ultimately, my provision comes from the Lord, amen. As it says in Psalms uh, chapter 23, amen, let's go to that real quick. And the Lord brought me a word on this particular phrase that I'm going to share with you. And it says here that <clears throat> thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. This verse 5, my cup runneth over. And so the point here is that thou preparest a table, right? Well, in other words, so God is going to provide, amen, and and. It's not going to be a sweat to me. It's not going to be a hard labor for me, as it is for any any member of Christ, anybody, any member in the body of Christ that realizes that, as Jesus said, take my yoke upon you, for my burden is easy and my yoke is light. So in light of that and looking at the circumstances that Jesus was a part of back when he was on the earth, you know, he looked at the Pharisees, he looked at the Sadducees and how much they sweated to make their, to to do their ministry, if you will and to do their portion and their part in building the kingdom of God, building the work of God. Well, but he said, if you do it my way, which is what we're going to get into in a little bit, he said, I will build my church and the gates of hell won't provide, prevail. I will build my church, right? If we do it that way, then that's taking on the rest of Jesus Christ because we're doing it his way. And, of course, his way was always theocracy. I mean, God's form of government, plurality in the leadership, it never was about one person. It was about a group. Uh, amen, that had leadership that helped pilot the church. And we're going to get into that today, talking about the elder rule and what elders do in the body of Christ and, and, and the qualifications for an elder. And one thing that's very clear is that elders, as the scripture says, are the husband of one wife, not the wife of one husband. So, you know, I remember back in the day I was part of an organization. I was a network systems administrator, and they had courses that you could take to become an elder. It didn't matter if you were male or female. Well, who cares what the Word of God says? It's what we're saying, right? That's that's the Babylonian way. And, and of course, God's Word is real clear about that, is that the husband of one wife, right? And we're going to get into those qualifications here in a little bit. And right now, I'm just waiting a few minutes here before we get started with some prayer. Amen. Let's see here. It's 9.04. So let's go ahead and pray. And um, Father, in Jesus' name, we just... I come before you, Lord God. I thank you for your word today, Father. I thank you for your presence, O oh God. I thank you, Lord God, how that you prepare a table before us in the presence of our enemies. Amen. In other words, Father, you bring the provision you provide. Amen. For your vision. Amen. You bring us the sustenance. You bring us what we need, Father God, as, as we stay in faith towards you, Father, knowing that without faith it's impossible to please you, Father. Knowing, Father God, that it's, it's important for us to daily seek after the bread of life, amen, that we might have faith towards you, Father God, in our circumstances, Father, in our situations, in our lives, for our loved ones, Father, for those that are out there in the world that we're praying for, and for our family members, Father, and for the body of Christ, Father. I thank you, Lord God, that you're always constantly bringing us wisdom, Father, administrating our lives, governing our lives. Jesus, you are the head of the church, and you are the Lord of our lives, amen. And I acknowledge your presence right now, Father. I thank you for your precious Holy Ghost today. I bless those that are partaking today, Father. And I bless those that will partake in the future. Amen. And we thank you for this, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, it's funny when, when it's interesting how that when all this is happening, you know, the broadcast, and I'm putting it all together, and I really don't have the administration as far as what the Lord would have me to say outside of what the lesson is, right, a lot of times. And and I just faithfully wait on God because he always shows up, amen. Jesus, the administrator, amen, the head of the church, always comes forth and he brings direction to me of things that he would like his people to hear and, and to know. And so, like I said, that scripture in Psalm, thou preparest a table, right? Well, the Lord brought me a word about that in that he makes provision for his vision, right? His vision was to make disciples, right, to train the people, to teach them the ways of God. First of all, the word, the will of God, which is the word of God, which brings you into his way. 
how he does things on earth as it is in heaven, right? How does God operate, amen? How does, what is the purpose of the Father? What is the purpose of the Son? What is the purpose of the Holy Ghost? What is all this about, right? What are the operations, right? And in understanding these facets, we understand, we begin to understand God's operation, how he operates, all right? And uh, so anyway, you know, as we grow in grace and we grow and we learn how to rule as God rules, because that's what the Israel of God was, right? The Israel of God is Jacob. Jacob lighted on a stone, right? And the Bible says that he had a dream and he saw angels of God ascending and descending, right? Well, that ascension, descension, right, are, are the angels of God coming down. And one thing that they do, we, they, they, they take our prayers up, amen, they take they take our, our desires and what we're asking God, what we're in faith toward God for, and then they bring it down. They bring the answer to the to the question, or they'll bring the need and the, or the wisdom, how to come about the need, and so on. And anyway, the point is, is that here, is that, uh, you know, God has an operation of how he operates in heaven. And Jesus says, on earth as it is in heaven. Well, I'm earth. I came from the earth. So right now, the, the the kingdom of God is the lordship over my heart first, as I've said before now. And then as it grows in the grace of the body of Christ throughout the earth, amen, we, little by little, the increase of God's government is, is uh, as, as it says in Isaiah 9, 6 and 7, of the increase of your government, all right, and peace. So God's government has to grow in your life, and then the peace of God grows. And the peace is the, um, the safety, all right, and the lack of worry that we encounter when we go out into the world right now you've got nation against nation right ethnos is the word nation or ethnics you got people against people nations against nations you got this color versus that color you got this organization versus that organization right in in the religious world it's very apparent because you have all these different types of organizations right you've got um you know, you got your certain organizations that are considered the Baptist organization, your Pentecostal organizations, your charismatic, right, organizations, your, and not to mention all the other Eastern religion stuff, the Buddha, the Hindus, Catholicism, right? All these organizations, right? And Jesus said, I will build my church. Well, do you think that Christ is going to put together a unit or, or, or a house or a body of Christ together that's all divided? So what does that tell us about what is out there? What does that tell us? If you're hearing, right, Jesus said, you do not hear God's words because you are not of God. You're not hearing God's rhemas, right? You're not hearing the rhemas of the ones that are sent from God, as he says in John 3.34. Let's go to that one. Mm, John 3.34. Is it 3.34? Yeah. For he, for, for he whom God hath sent, speaketh the rhemas of God, for God giveth not the Spirit unto him by measure. You see, he that is sent from God speaks the rhemas of God. Well, Jesus said that you can't, you, you can't hear the rhemas of God. You can't hear the Spirit in life, all right, the Zoe and the breath of God. You can't hear the voice of God, amen, because you're not of God, he said. Isn't that interesting? He said you're not of God, amen. So, those that are of God can hear God's words. Well, Jesus is teaching us in this hour by the precious Holy Ghost, amen, what it is to be uh, involved in the government of God, what it means to be in the peace of God, amen. We don't have to worry going in and coming out. We've got angels of God. The scripture says that the angel of the Lord encamps around about them that fear him and delivers them. And you know what's interesting about that word delivers them is that it means to equip for fight. So in other words, God is able in his infinite wisdom to bring us instruction and understanding strategies, amen, strategies against the demonic realm, the darkness, amen. That reminds me of a scripture in 2 Corinthians chapter 10. I want to go to that because, and I want to read this in the message translation, 10.4. Let's look at that in the message. All right. He says, <clears throat> verse 4. Uh, let's go to verse 3. The world is unprincipled. It's a doggy dog out there. The world doesn't fight fair, but we don't live or fight our battles that way, never have and never will. The tools of our trade 
aren't for marketing or manipulation. The tools of our ministry, the tools of our work of God, amen, that God has placed in your hearts, amen, our hearts. Like I said, making disciples. The tools of our trade aren't for marketing or manipulation, but they are for demolishing that entire massively corrupt culture. You see that? Our tools are, are designed to destroy that massively corrupt culture. Well, what culture? The culture of this Babylonian system that's out there. That's nothing but confusion, right? Because God is a God of order. And don't think that in heaven there's chaos. As a matter of fact, as, as Jesus said, I beheld Satan fall like lightning, right? Well, in the falling, something happened that caused that action to take place. All right? There was a reaction to his action. And the action was is that he said, I'm going to build, I'm going to ascend to the heights of the cloud. I will set my throne on the sides of the north. I will be like the most high, and so on and so on, Isaiah 14. And the scripture said, as soon as iniquity in Ezekiel was found in his heart, amen, as soon as iniquity was found in his heart, Jesus said, I'll be here saying, fall like lightning. He came down, amen. He thought the glory was him. He was the anointed cherub that covers, right? In Ezekiel, we read this about Lucifer. And so he was the anointed cherub to cover. Everywhere he turned and moved, radiance was coming out of his out of his being, out of his out of him. Not out of him, but reflecting off of him. But that glory was from God. Amen. His place, amen, that he had. The anointed cherub that covered, amen. Everywhere the tabards played, there was music, beautiful music being played to made to glorify God, amen. This 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 unit, all right, that this person, you know, like I said, Lucifer, he was an angel, amen. He was one of the archangels, chief angels, Gabriel, Michael, and Lucifer. And he had a part, and his portion was to praise God, to give God glory. The teaching us the reflection principle, right? But in doing that, the scripture says iniquity was iniquity was found in his heart. He decided that he's gonna take one third of the angels as the scripture teaches us. And in that, they tried to overthrow the government of God. Well, we see what happens as a result of that, right? The action that he proposed caused a reaction that caused him to come down. Well, now he's down here, and he's spreading his filth and his lies all over the earth. Amen. We have local fellowships that are not governed properly, and therefore he's able to come in and go out among them, right? As as a revelation, as a as a visitation that came to a brother, and 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 the and the demonic principality said, "Stay out of my kingdom." Well, in other words, stay out of my kingdom, and saying that don't come and establish your government, don't come and establish lordship in the hearts, don't teach them about lordship, don't teach them that they have dominion, right, over me, right. The order of Melchizedek, right, is that <clears throat> we are kings. And as kings, you dominate. Well, what are you dominating? We're not taking land in the natural, right? We're taking land in the spirit. We're binding. We're loosening. Amen. We're breaking down the walls of demonic activity and so on. As the body of Christ on the earth that Jesus said, I will build my church. All right. My house, the house that I build, the scripture says he was faithful over his own house in Hebrews chapter 3. And we might get into that in a minute. My house. I'm going to build it to the, according to the pattern, glory to God, the way of God. And that government of God that is established in the earth and the hearts of the people corporately coming together, as the scripture says, one, put a one shall put a thousand to flight, two shall put ten thousand to flight. So you've got the body of Christ all in agreement, glory to God, all praying, amen, for the same matters, right? And not to hurt anybody, not to hurt people, but to destroy darkness. Get the darkness out of the heart of the people. Root out the seeds of corruption that are in the people's lives. Not to mention, right, their domestics and how they're operating. The house, the house, the house, right? You got the house, your personal life, and how you conduct yourself. And then you've got your domestic house, right? Your, your wife and your children, if you're married to a woman, man with woman. <laughs> and then you've got the body of Christ, all right? And the government of God and what he had set up and what he wanted set up in the local fellowship, right? Well, it was always elder rule. It wasn't a one-man appointment shepherd rule and we know the statistics right brothers that, that, that come up and they go to a seminary because they feel like they got a calling which we all have a calling there's not one any unique one that doesn't have a calling um and they go to seminary and then they're ready and then they get hired on 
my particular organization, and now they're a pastor of a church. So now all the decisions and everything that they that 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 little local fellowship goes through, or a big fellowship or whatever, is all on the on the shoulders of that one man. So you got an upside down triangle, right? You got the man down here, and you got the congregation, and and, and then the deacon board, right? And 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 these deacons, they make the decisions, and and it was never ordained of God for the for the helps ministry to be a part of the order of God of making decisions for the local fellowship, the politics, the directorship, all right? So anyway, Satan is breathing and, and teaching. That's what he's been teaching, right, the body of Christ for years and years and years and years. We've never heard the kingdom of God. We don't understand the government of God. We don't want to understand the government of God because we don't trust God. We don't believe God. And so therefore, we're, um, we're hesitant, right? We, we doubt. All right, we disbelieve. Well, I don't know about that. I don't, I don't, you know, and all of a sudden, because of that doubt in your heart, amen, you, 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 you disannul your faith toward God. And, and the scripture says that seeing you have purified your souls through obeying the truth. All right, this obedience and what, and what we are as sons of God and daughters of God and following after Jesus Christ and his order, the order of Melchizedek, this priesthood, right, kings and priests, priests we serve one another, the world, the body of Christ, and so on, our families. And uh, we're after that same order of Jesus Christ, right? Well, like I said, the enemy, you know, and, and by the way, that message is coming out very strong uh, in this hour. And uh, Brother Jeff from the Fellowship in Marshall has been teaching and working on the order of Melchizedek and giving us examples of what, you know, this eternal priesthood is all about, right? And it's been really precious, and, and, and I, I thank God for, for the brothers that are out there preaching the truth, amen, preaching this word and, and the spirit, amen. So, but anyway, uh, I want to go now to uh, Hebrews chapter 3, verse 1. And let me read the, our foundational scripture. The scripture says in 1 Corinthians 12, 27, let me go to that, 1 Corinthians 12, 27. Now, one thing that about this all these verses, chapter 12, chapter 13, chapter 14, and 1 Corinthians, all of this is talking about spirituals, right? We limit God when we think we have God all figured out and put him in a box, right? 1 Corinthians chapter 12 was not talking about the nine gifts of the Spirit. It's talking about the manifestation of the Holy Ghost. It's talking about the operation of God. It's talking about the administration of Jesus Christ. It's talking about the gifts of the Holy Spirit, the charismas of the Holy Ghost. And then he says, but the manifestation, Right? And, and manifestation is the word phenero says, right? The light, all right? The light reveals, right? And, and exposes. And, and so when the Holy Ghost shows up in a manifestation, the purpose is just to bring light and to bring glory and honor to Jesus Christ, amen? That's an order of God. That's a way of God, all right? Now, <clears throat> verse, verse uh, now you are the body of Christ, verse 27, 1 Corinthians 12, 27, and members in particular, all right. And God has set some in the church. Where did he set them? He set them in the church. First apostles. When you hear the word first, that's an apostolic principle, the order of first things. That's what apostolic does is brings brings things in order according to the word of God. It lines things up. The measure of rule is as we see in Second Corinthians chapter 10, I think verse 11 or 12 there. And God has set some in the church, first apostles, secondarily prophets, thirdly teachers. After that, miracles, then charismas of healing, helps governments, diversities of tongues. Now, he says in verse 29, are all apostles? No. Are all prophets? No. Are all teachers? No. Are all workers of miracles? We don't all do the same thing. We're members in particular. You have to find your order in the Lord. And by the way, the only way you can find your purpose as a son or daughter of God is you've got to go back to your origin. Who's your origin? It's God. Amen. When you find out what your creator had in mind when he made you. And you start preparing and getting trained and you start seeing the word of God at a certain derrick or a certain slant. Right. You see that word of God. It, it causes it comes to you in a particular way because this is how God has ordained it to be in your life. All right. You have to discover these things. And this is why God is teaching us the kingdom of God and why it's coming forth and how we're learning how to operate on earth as it is in heaven. And in heaven, you're not going to have all these de de demonic division, seditions all split up. 
You're not going to have the Baptist organization, the Pentecostal organization, the Methodist organization. You're not going to have all these organizations that, that, that claim Christianity, right, as, as their foundation, all divided. And the same thing that you're doing on earth is what you're going to be doing in heaven. If you're a teacher, if you're teaching the body of Christ the ways of God and so on and bringing it out according to the word of God, that's what you're going to be doing. If you have charisma prophecy in your life and you see things in black and white and it's either wrong or right, there is no gray area, then that's what you're going to be doing. The gifts, the scripture says, the gifts, the charismas and callings of God are without repentance. God will not take away what he's blessed you with. Amen. Now, the question is, are you going to take those anointings and those graces and those strengths and those callings and selections and use them to the glory of God, right? All right, so, <clears throat> and we know that the word helps here, helps in governments, because we're talking about helps in governments, amen? We're talking about Jesus and how he said, I'm going to build my church, amen? I'm going to put it together. I'm going to structure it according to my pattern, the pattern, as the scripture says, see that you build it according to the pattern that I showed you on the mount, all right? So helps is the word anti-lipsis. Anti means opposed or against. Lipsis means uh, instead of or opposite. I'm sorry. Anti, I'm sorry, two words. Anti-lambano, to take hold of, is the word, the second word of any person thing in order to use it. So anti-government, in other words. They don't want the governments. They just want to help and serve, all right? They're helps. It's called the deacon ministry. And we covered that last week and all the qualifications of a deacon. And then we also talked about uh, how that there was a sister, amen, and, and she was a, a diaconia in the body of Christ, amen, in her own home even. And then now, like I said, you have the word governments here, uh, helps in government. Governments is the word kubernesis, and it means to steer, to pilot, to direct the church, directorship, governing, governing or government. Now, we have, in other words, we have elders and we have deacons, helps, and governments. Each one of these particular orders, amen, always everything to bring glory and honor to Jesus Christ. And like I was saying earlier, if you look now in the earth and how things are so divided and so disunited, right, because, and it's interesting, we're the United States, all right, and what did the forefathers have in mind when they started calling these states that were united, <laughs> What did they have in mind? I mean, did they, did they understand something about theocracy? Well, the point is here is that <clears throat> God has a way that he does things, and he does not do them the way they're being done on earth in a majority. In other words, you have all the division, you have the seditions. As a matter of fact, the Apostle Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse starting with verse 1, he said, And I, brethren, when I came unto you, I could not speak unto you as unto spiritual, I couldn't speak unto you as spiritual people, spiritual brothers and sisters, but as unto carnal, even as unto babes in Christ. He said, I have fed you with milk and not with meat for hitherto, or in other words, at this point, you're not able to bear it. All right, hitherto, up to this point, you haven't been able to bear the stronger understandings and teachings of the kingdom of God. And yet now you still don't under, can't understand it because you're operating as a babe. And then he says, for you are yet carnal. Verse 3, for whereas there's among you envying, strife, and division, are you not carnal and walk as men? You got to understand something here about the Apostle Paul, right? He was an apostle. Apostles have a have an order and a function in the body of Christ of what they do, right? And I'll give you a little bit of that. Let me go to this. Uh, let's see here. Is it here? Yeah, it's here. Thanks. Yeah. So, talking about first apostle secondary prophets third teachers right and how did the shepherd the appointment get to be the primary you understand that it's not slamming against anyone anointing or grace against another it's trying to teach us the order of god all right the apostle paul which he was an apostle and what does an apostle do well first of all the definition is one who is sent all right and then what they do is they set in order why is something getting sent somewhere it, for 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 just just to go somewhere there's a purpose behind it all right when you meet an apostle everything that he's talking about discussing order all right and and helping and 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 bringing to the body of christ the government of god how how the structure and the fellowship should be set up how the elders should be involved in governments deacons should be involved in helps all right 
So what he does is he sets in orders. And, and it says in Titus 1.5, the things that are wanting. First Thessalonians 3.10, that which is lacking. He is focused on the corporate body of Christ. He's, his desire is to see the body of Christ come together as a unit. Because he knows, all right, as Jesus said, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail. That brother knows that the, that the order of God is so important, all right, because as a unit now, we can command and come against the demonic realm, all right, as priests of the Lord, as kings and priests, all right, corporately, united. And then one waters and one plants, all right? He's always watering. He's always teaching and training us and showing us the ways of God, all right? And then the prophet, well, what does he do? Well, he speaks for God. He's always about holiness, right? Sanctification and and who we are as redeemed sons and daughters of God. And that our purpose is we were sanctified unto the Lord, amen, not for your own glory and for your own honor, you see? And then the evangelist, well, what does he do? He's about relationship. He wants to un help the body of Christ understand that they need to love humanity, amen, and they need to teach them about the good news that Jesus Christ not only did he die for your sins, but he's delivered you from your sicknesses and disease and poverty and so on. He was wounded for our transgressions, right? He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. In other words, the punishment and the, and, and the correction that you, you should have received because of your sin, Jesus bore it. And, and therefore, the evangelist is teaching us how to love humanity. All right? And then the, the shepherd or the poyman, He's maintaining the order of God. He backs up the word of God. If the word of God says that he obeys, he believes. Amen. And then the teacher, right, he's instructing, he's guiding. He's always wanting to bring order to God's word. All right. So, <clears throat> and and we have to understand, first apostles, technically apostles, third teachers, right? Why did he bring us these graces in our lives? And by the way, Jesus was an apostle. He was a prophet. He was a pastor. He was a shepherd. He was a, I'm sorry, poimen. He was an evangelist. He was a teacher. He was all this. And yet the scripture says, and he gave gifts. He gave of himself to the body of Christ to, to as the scripture says, and God gave gifts unto men. All right. And that word men is the same word, Greek word in first Corinthians seven, one, which says it's not good that a man should touch a woman. That word man is the same Greek word found in Ephesians four, eight, where he says he gave gifts or domas unto men. Doma means to make a gift of a gift. He takes that man and he trains him and, and graces him and anoints him, amen, in those particular functions in the body of Christ. Functions, right? Not offices. <laughs> and so <clears throat> as a, as a, as a, in doing all this, it's for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying or the building up of the body of Christ, amen? So I just wanted to touch on that because Jesus was our apostle, amen? The scripture tells us this in Hebrews chapter 3. All right. It says that, wherefore, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling, consider the apostle and high priest of our profession. The word profession is homologia, which means to speak the same as the word. So consider the apostle and high priest of our profession, Christ Jesus. Amen. All right. So now verse two says, who was faithful to him that appointed him, as also Moses was faithful in his own house the house of god which we are the body of christ the, the 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 church was the ecclesia the called 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 out of the world called unto god for a purpose of god to establish god's government in the earth first in your life amen and then as we go out and train and teach and bring the lordship of christ everywhere we go in other words the government of god everywhere we go you see lordship is government amen and government brings peace amen Peace in your heart, peace of the demonic realm, being able to come in and go out anytime they want and bring their influences and their perversions. All right? All right, so now, <clears throat> verse 3, it says, For this man was counted worthy of more glory than Moses, inasmuch as he who had builded the house has more honor than the house. The house on three levels. The house, me as an individual, the house and the domestics, the house and the body of Christ. Now, I'll share a little testimony of something that happened yesterday. There's a young man that that uh that i know and um he's he's i think he's about a year older than my son and and he was with the young lady the other day that, and in her in his vehicle and she was touching him and 
and you know it was it was very unseemly in other words <laughs> this young young man needs to understand god's ways well i i happened to have an opportunity to talk to him yesterday and the point is is that <clears throat> you know i just shared with them it's not good for a man to touch a woman and then i shared why because they're more sensitive you know it means something to a woman when they're when they're touched and they're they're emotional they take it in as they're made by god nekoba right he made them male and female so anyway um i shared these things with them and and in hopes of help help him bring some correction to his life as a young man not to focus on these things that the world you know is bombarding our young children with images and views and idolatry and all this perversion you know, young men kissing young girls and so on, and they're not even married and so on, and just out of order, in other words. So anyway, I was able to share this with him, and uh, he just said, he, you know, thank you, and he appreciated it. But the point is, is that uh, in in that, you know, I was helping bring some correction to a young brother, right? And and realigning his life to, to God's word, amen? And hoping that he, he stays obedient to that, and uh, and and has heard what the Lord is trying to say to him. So, in other words, building the house, all right, taking out the corruptible seed and replace it with incorruptible seed. Jesus said, "If I by the finger of God cast out devils, no doubt the kingdom of God has come unto you." In other words, in your heart and in your mind, if you're hearing the word of God today, all right, and any other time that God's word is being preached from those who are sent from God because they've been sealed. All right, then, then, then God's kingdom is coming unto you. God's kingdom is rooting out, pulling down, throwing down, and destroying all the corruptible seed, all the perversion of the enemy's influences in our lives. All right, of the enemy, the lies of the enemy, the condemnation that he has the body of Christ in, and so on. Rooting out, pulling down, throwing down, destroying all these perversions, and then when you come to the kingdom as a little child, as Jesus said, build and plant. You've got to root out, you've got to pull down, you've got to throw down, destroy all the things in our lives that are not of God, including the teachings that we've received and so on, all right? Now, um, so let, let, let's continue here now. Verse 5, and Moses verily was faithful in his house as a servant for a testimony of the things which are spoke to be spoken after so moses was faithful and it was a witness or a testimony of those things which were to be spoken after it was going to be a testimony of jesus christ and what he was he what he was doing and what he was going to do with his body of christ the way he wants it because he is the head of the church you see so wherefore verse uh <clears throat> verse six but christ is a son over his own house as a uh, whose house we are if we hold fast the confidence and rejoicing of, of the hope firm unto the end. In other words, as, as, as we're faithful, he's faithful. All right? Wherefore, as the Holy Ghost says today, if you'll hear his voice, if you'll hear the voice of the kingdom of God, guess what? Demonic activities get rooted out of your life. Thoughts and ideas and principles and, and, and things that are not of God are getting rooted out of our lives. Being born again of, cor in, of incorruptible seed, right? Not of corruptible. We weren't born again of corruptible seed. You were born again of incorruptible seed. And that incorruptible seed continues us, continues at, to allow us to move in faith toward God as God ministers in our spirits. Amen. This, this precious rhemas of God that come to us and so on. And as we move in faith toward God, more land is being acquired in the spirit. And guess what? Your dominion is growing. Take dominion. You see, the dominion of God is growing because it's growing in your heart. Amen. Now, today, if you will hear his voice, you see, and so in verse uh, verse 5 of Hebrews chapter 8, verse 5, it says, Who serve unto the example and shadow of heavenly things, as Moses was admonished of God, when he was about to make the tabernacle, for see, saith he, that thou make all things according to the pattern showed thee in the mount. So there was a purpose of God here, and God had a, had a way of that he wanted things to be done, right? So, again, see that you make it according to the pattern. Well, what is being produced and what is being made out there in, in our society today that we live in, it wasn't what Jesus Christ said, I will build my church. He didn't structure it that way. He didn't put it together that way. 
Because he said, whatever I put together, the gates of hell are not going to prevail. So why do they prevail, right? Why, does, why is there sickness and disease and poverty and so on? Why is this all out there? If he said, whatever I put together, the gates of hell are not going to prevail. Well, it tells us something that because of all this division and envy and strife and so on and chaos and confusion, which is what the enemy is all about, all right, if he can keep the, keep the body of Christ confused, and if he can keep the body of Christ from the knowledge, as the scripture says, my people perish for the lack of knowledge. If he can keep us from understanding the revelation of the kingdom of God, right, and what this kingdom is all about and what God desires on earth and as it is in heaven, if he can keep us from that, then he's got us divided. Because one camp is saying, I believe this, one camp is saying, I believe that, and so on and so on and so on. And so because we're divided and we can't become united, right, in that division, He's got the upper hand. <laughs> so, like I said, he said, See, saith he, that thou make all things according to the pattern showed to thee in the mount. God gave Moses a pattern and admonished him to make it according to what was revealed to him in the mount. In other words, in his time with the Father. Amen. So, <clears throat> Jesus, like I said, is faithfully building his house whose house we are. Little by little, God is revealing the truth of the kingdom of God to us. And we're coming to understand what his purpose is on the earth for our lives individually, corporately as a body of Christ, in our homes, how we need to be reflecting this, 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 this word of God. All right, Because there's two things you can do with authority, represent or substitute. And God desires, desires us all to represent his word as it's been dictated to us and as it's, and as it's revealed to us by the spirit of God. All right. So Jesus, remember, he was an apostle, prophet, evangelist, or teacher. And he gave these doma gifts to men, all right, for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. All right. So now, <clears throat> um, so talking now, if we, as we get back to this, it says, and God has set some in the church. Well, what did he set up in the body of Christ? And by the way, who wrote this letter, 1 Corinthians? Apostle Paul did. What do you think his desire was? It was always order, right? Teaching us how to get in alignment with God and his ways. Now, <clears throat> an elder in 1 Timothy 4.14, take a look at that. 1 Timothy 4.14. 1 Timothy 4, verse 14. He says here, um, neglect not the gift that is given thee, which was given thee by the prophecy, by prophecy with the laying on of the hands of the presbytery. Presbytery here is the word, uh, it means, uh, it's the word presbyterion, the body of elders, or the senate council, all right, the order of elders, all right. So we see here that that something happened in Timothy's life, amen, something was called out, something was recognized, all right? And by the way, one of the things an apostle does is he helps recognize the graces and the gifts of God in the body of Christ to begin to help them to understand their function in the body and how to, how to be orderly, right? So we see an example here. Now, in Titus 1, 5, and 7, Titus 1, 5, for this cause, he said, left, thee, left I thee in Crete, that thou shouldest set in order the things that are wanting and ordain elders in every city as I appointed thee. So, so Timothy, I mean, Titus, he says he was, he was left in Crete, all right, to take care of the things that are wanting. Wanting here is a word that means to leave behind, all right, something that's been left behind or undone. You know, I, I just want to share a little testimony here. Yesterday, I had a brother come over, uh, his brother Michael, and he's been really instrumental in helping us in some things around the house and stuff. And and we've had a problem in the front faucet for for a long time, and and we've tried different things to correct the problem. Well, finally, we had to put another faucet on it, right? And the point is, is that thing is sealed now. There's no water leaking, and I'm so grateful for that, obviously. But the point is, is that. Uh, <coughs> This, this 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 situation helped us with something that was wanting. In other words, it was something that 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 
you know, like I said, we've tried to fix it and tried to fix it and couldn't get it done right. So now it's been done right. Amen. But that's an example of something that was wanting. So, and he says, ordain elders in every city and every church as I has appointed thee. So it was commanded of God for us to ordain elders. And then the thing about elders is that they function, all right? And First Peter, all right, verse 7, I'm sorry, let me read that. And then he says, bishop must be blameless as the steward of God, not self-willed, not soon angry, not given to wine, nor striker, not given to filthy lucre. Now, the word bishop here is the word episcopos. It's two Greek words. Epi means over and upon, and scopos is where we get the word for scope. And if you know anything if you about a scope, a microscope, or, or a hunting scope, or binoculars, or anything of that order, it's made to bring the subject in closer. Well, we're going to see here about Jesus in First Peter. I'm sorry. Jesus, the scripture says, First Peter, is it 2? 22. First Peter 25. First Peter 2.25. For we were as sheep going astray, but are now returned unto the shepherd and bishop of your souls. Who is the shepherd and bishop of our souls? Well, it's Jesus Christ. And as a shepherd, he maintains our lives. He, he feeds us. He guides us. He leads us. All right. But then as a bishop of our souls, bishop means, like I said, this one here is a little bit different here, episcopus, which means an overseer, but it's the same principle here is that it's the scope that's that's made to bring in the subject tighter. So Jesus, when our lives are out of order, all right, and there needs to be some bishoping, all right, some correction that needs to come to your life because you haven't been listening to the Lord, well, the, the, the purpose of the bishop, it says that uh, is, is to get you away from going astray so in other words you're you're all you're all sidelined if you will and you're not following in the purpose of god and the purpose of god is that elder as we're going to see in a minute in first peter uh five and let me just go to that so what they do is they realign us back to the body of christ back to the order of god in other words so uh verse two first peter five two feed the flock of god which is among you taking the oversight so in other words the word taking the oversight here is the word episcopal to look to look upon to inspect to oversee all right so their purpose is he says feed the flock of god so as a shepherd we feed the flock of god which is among you taking the oversight but the other part of that is that elders also have to bishop our lives and as a bishop they're bringing scope they're bringing a scope to our lives and seeing where we're at according to the word of god to bring us back in alignment with the government of god in your own life and he says not willingly so in other words you you it, you don't do it forcefully right all right as as a, as an elder the goal is not to be forceful over the body of christ all right and but willingly you have to be willing to be obedient to god's word and ultimately that's what we're doing is we're revealing god's revealing to us the word of god where we're out of order you see, and where we're out of line. So the elder rule, he says, not for filthy lucre, but of a ready mind. You should be always ready, amen, to do the work of God, the will of God, the will of God, amen. And so he says, feed the flock of God, all right, which is among you, taking the oversight. So they feed and they bishop, all right. Now, uh, the word feed here is the word poimeno, to feed, to tend a flock, all right. So and incidentally, you know, this grace of God on our lives to shepherd and to bishop, really it's given to all of us. But 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 the elder rule, like I said, those that God has set and 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 uh set up as governments and so on in the body of Christ, their whole purpose is to bring the whole corporate man and keep him lined up with the government of God. Because they know that if there's a problem in the body of Christ, all right. And, and 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 there's a door or, or an area of a, of a brother or sister's lives is being unchecked, all right, they hadn't passed under the hand, if you will, then the enemy could begin to, to start causing problems there because the door has been opened to the enemy. So their goal is to keep it all together or in, as, as a corporate body of Christ. Now, so again, <clears throat> verse 3, it says, neither as being lords over God's heritage, but being an example to the flock. So the other rules, again, examples to the body of Christ, all right? Now, um, 
Again, the word the word bishop is the office of a bishop. All right, and let's let's take a look at this in Titus Timothy, First Timothy, uh, chapter three. First Timothy chapter three. Now, <clears throat> this this first verse here, this is a true saying. If a man desire the office of a bishop, he desires a good work. Now, office of a bishop, the office of a bishop is one Greek word, and it means it's the word episcope. All right, investigation, inspection, all right, visitation. All right. So now, talking about you know the qualifications of an elder now. So, again, the qualifications of an elder, first of all, he desires a good work, all right? And uh, it's something that, that it's necessary in the body of Christ uh, on a corporate scale, right? In the government of God, God has given us that to the body of Christ so that the, so keep us aligned up with God's order in our lives, amen, as a corporate man. And, he, and it's a good work, amen? It's something that's, that's beautiful, that's handsome, that's excellent, amen? It's of God. Uh, to, to keep us in order because ultimately it's a reflection of God in our lives as, as far as the obedience to God's word when, when God has brought correction to us, all right? The bishop, in other words. A bishop, all right, and he told us earlier in 1 Peter 5 that, that um, let me go back to that one real quick. Uh, verse, let me just read verse 1, 1 Peter 5, when the elders which are among you, I exhort, who am also an elder, Paul said. So that tells us something. And a witness of the sufferings of Christ, and also a partaker of the glory that shall be revealed. Elders, feed the flock of God, which is among you, taking the oversight. <coughs> feed the flock of God, all right, poimeno, shepherd, and bishop, oversight, the people, the body of Christ. All right? So feed the flock of God, amen? Taking the oversight, amen? And so, in other words, a, a, a bishop or an elder has two works. He is to shepherd and feed, and he's also to maintain order, and he bishops. He brings realignment to the body of Christ, the members in the body of Christ, the members in particular. So then he starts laying out some qualifications here. It says, a bishop then must be blameless, all right? The husband of one wife, vigilant, sober, of good behavior, given to hospitality, apt to teach. Not given to wine, no striker, not greedy, a filthy looker, but patient, not a brawler, not covetous. One that ruleth well his own house, having his children in subjection with all gravity. For if a man know not how to rule his own house, how shall he take care of the church of God, the house of God? See there? Now, not a novice, lest he be being lifted up with pride, he fall into the condemnation of the devil. Moreover, he must be of good report of them that are without, lest he fall into the reproach, into reproach and the snare of the devil. And then he says, likewise must the deacons, right? So, again, these qualifications of an elder, right? First of all, it's a good work to desire this. And then he starts giving us some qualifications. Blameless, which means it's the word to be inculpable, without fault, uh, without fault, unblameable, that cannot be accused. In other words, there shouldn't be anybody being able to point a finger at an elder and say, da da da, -da this has been done, and da-da-da, you, you know, this is out of order, and so on. In other words, he's got to be pure, right, virtuous, legitimate, all right, sealed, amen, before the package is sent to do that work, honest. And then he says, uh, the husband of one wife, all right, well, isn't that interesting is that he tells him specifically he needs to be the husband of one wife. I made a typo there. That's fine. Husband of one wife, all right, and that verse, um, and that passage there, Yeah, verse 2, I'm sorry, it is not a typo. The husband of one wife. Well, it doesn't say the wife of one husband. What does that say? Okay, elders were men, all right? And it's not a slam on the women of God and the body of Christ. Everybody has their function and their order. 
But guess what? The function and order is not for, for the women to do what the males are supposed to do and vice versa. All right? God gives, I mean, the Apostle Paul laid it out very clearly what, what women should be doing. They should be teaching the younger women, the generation of, of women that are coming up, how to, how to love their husbands, keep the home, and so on. And, so, and he gives this whole set of instructions there. But again, uh, the husband of one wife, all right? Now, he must be vigilant, sober, temperate, abstaining from wine, circumspect, circumspect sober, of a sound mind, in his senses, self-control. As the scripture says, we have received the spirit of a sound mind, 2 Timothy 1, 7, able to be a real line and brought back under authority quickly. All right? These, uh, they've got to receive correction, in other words. Good behavior, well-arranged, seemly, modest, orderly, given to hospitality, hospitable, generous to guests, apt to teach, will, being able to teach and skillful in teaching. If you go look at Titus 1, 9 through 16, I guess we can go to look at that. Titus, apt to teach. <clears throat> Titus chapter 1, verses 9. Holding fast the faithful word. All right. Holding fast is a Greek word to hold before or against. All right. We hold, we stand in this word against something, against the demonic realm, against everything that's chaotic and out of order, right? As he had been taught, that he may be able to buy sound doctrine, brought to exhort and to convince the gainsayers. For there are many unruly and vain talkers and deceivers, specifically they of the circumcision. In other words, they that want to bring us under the, the rule of orders, right? And we need to be doing it this way, and because you're not doing it this way, you're out of order. Well, that's that's called... That's called trying to control people, basically. All right, so, <clears throat> uh, and he talks about whose mouths must be stopped. So, again, the point is, is that, uh, you know, they need to be able to teach, all right, able to bring forth this word of God with skill, amen. All right, that means they spend time with God. They spend time in prayer, amen. They need to have, a, obviously, a cultivated relationship with the Father, amen to be able to be led of the Spirit, to do the will of the Lord Jesus Christ as we're being led by the Holy Ghost. All right? Now, uh, not given to wine. And this word is drunken, not staying near wine. So you don't go around the, the areas and stuff where wine is, is being served, drinks are being served, and so on and so on. Uh, he's not a striker. He's not a bruiser. He's not ready for a blow. He's not ready to get into a fight. He's not greedy or filthy lucre, always wanting more and more and more and especially being dishonorable in that game, all right? He's patient. He's appropriate. He's mild. He's fair. Easy to be entreated. Easy to come and talk to a brother that's an elder and so on. Hey, brother, can I talk to you about something? Knowing that it's going gonna, it's gonna to be uh, secured, if you will. The, the conversation is going to be private. Uh, one that ruleth. Now, this one in particular is very important. The word ruleth here is the word proistomy. It means to stand before, to preside, or get in front of his family. All right? Now, this is very important. God has given this grace, all right, this place to the males, all right? I talk about this all the time is that I take pictures, right? I take, I like wildlife, you know, I like this camo stuff and being out there trying to, trying to hide, if you will, from these animals. Uh, and take get get close enough to get good shots, right? Well, in the in the uh, in this process, right? Uh, I see the males are very beautiful compared to the females. Well, why is that? Why did he make the male first? Why did he make him more colorful, more easy to be noticed? Well, it's because in the animal world, the male doesn't want the predator to see his female, right? He wants you to notice him first. Stay away from my lady, stay away from the babies, right? Well, in Genesis chapter 3, verse 15, it's the same principle here. Genesis chapter 3, verse 15. And I will put enmity, talking to Satan, between thee and the woman, and between thy seed and her seed. It shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. So there's enmity between... Uh, the woman and her seed. In other words, the enemy hates the woman. And if he can keep the male out of his place, he's going to destroy her. And that's what he seeks to do, is take out the woman because she can produce the man-child. 
the son or daughters of God that can come into a place and an understanding of who they are, sons and daughters of God, and therefore take dominion of his domain, the enemy's domain. But then also um, uh, standing out in front of your of your wife and your children, all right, and being the one that that that, that stands up for your family and so on. So I will put enmity. I'm gonna. So that's why he gave us the place to be pro-Eastern and to stand in front of that and say no to the devil in touching our wives and our families. <coughs> All right, now, another verse in 1 Corinthians 11.10. 1 Corinthians 11.10. Now, if you go read 1 Corinthians, it, it gives us some order here, and we're not going to cover it right now except for this verse. It says, For this cause ought the woman to have power on her head because of the angels. The word power here is the word exousia, which means authority. And here, talking about angels, we're not talking about holy angels of God. We're talking about demonic angels. So again, our place is to get in between, all right, our wives and our, and, and between us and the enemy, in other words, covering our wives, covering our children. All right, that's the place that God has given us. And <clears throat> because of the angels, because of the enmity, you see. All right, let's continue here. It says here, uh, it says, how can a, how can one rule? If you can't rule the, your own house, how are you going to rule the house of God? If you can't pro-histamine your own house, how are you going to pro-histamine the house of God? How are you going to stand in front and help uh, poimen, that is, feed and shepherd, and then also to bishop the body of Christ, to correct, in other words, and bring realignment to the body of Christ? And all it is 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 revealing the word of God and showing showing us where we're out of order and our 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 obedience is to God's word. You see, now children in subjection that is they they subordinate and submit to the authority of their father and mother, and then with all gravity in verse four the characteristic of a thing or a person which entitles to reverence and respect, dignity, majesty, sanctity. In other words. Very humble, very obedient sons and sons and daughters. Amen. Not a novice. Novice is someone that's new, newly planted, new convert. I know a brother's got a fellowship. He's been born again maybe four years now. That's called a novice, body of Christ. And then a good report, valuable or virtuous behavior of life. So we see that the elder operates in an area of governments or governing. And the deacons operate in the areas of servicing or carrying out the work of God decided on by the governing body or, or persons, you see, or person. So, again, you know, there's a reason why God needs, needs us to be in order, right? Because if you're out of order, then the enemy can wreak havoc. And so he said, I'm going to build my church, all right? I'm going to set up my house according to elder rule, according to helps, and so on. Helps in government, and and uh, and and I'm not gonna. I'm not. Jesus is not intimidated about order. All right, because he is order. Right, he came from order. So again, uh, look these uh, outlines over. I posted them there in the in the feed, and uh, again, I trust that everyone, like I said, that are able to hear God as Jesus says, "You are not of God. You you are not." of God because you can't hear God's words. God's word is coming through the lips of those who are sent and they're speaking the rhemas of God, amen, in this hour. And we need to take heed, amen, that we might come unto the rest, as Jesus said. Take my yoke upon you. If we get into the rest of God to do it the way of God, then it's going to be a lot of pressure off of one member in the body of Christ in this era of governments, amen. So thank you for partaking today and, uh, uh, I just want to, like I said, I thank God for this opportunity to share and minister God's word to you. Father, I thank you, Lord God, for this precious time and this opportunity, Lord. I bless you for your faithfulness, Father. I pray, Lord God, that, you're, that the church, your body of Christ, is hearing what you're saying to us, Lord. And I bless you, Father God, for those that are partaking today and those that will partake, Lord, Father. We bless you for your faith and us, and we love you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen.
Thank you.